स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन टू वाई नॉट मिंट मनी दिस इज सत्य सोनटानम फ्रॉम मिंट्स पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम हैव यू हर्ड अबाउट द आइंस होवर प्रिंसिपल ऑफ द टाइम मैनेजमेंट इट वॉज नेम्ड आफ्टर द थर्टी फोर्थ प्रेसिडेंट ऑफ द यूनाइटेड स्टेट्स डॉइट डी आइंस होवर This principle talks about prioritizing the time first on those which are urgent and what matters the most and then on things that matters the most but not urgent and it goes on to say eliminate the things that are not urgent and not important if you see it implies the importance of focusing on one thing at a time based on its importance it also talks about eliminating the unnecessary things to improve our time productivity i am just trying to draw parallels to the financial products in the investment space PMSs the portfolio management services invest in just 15 to 20 stocks and they try to maximize returns from their investments by focusing only on these number of stocks and holding concentrated portfolios there are also focused funds in the mutual fund space these focused funds also hold 20 to 30 stocks max generally these focused funds are believed to be small retail investors pms because both share common feature of holding concentrated portfolios to talk about the performance of concentrated portfolios and comparison of focused funds to pms we have with us vishal chandiramani who is the managing partner products and chief operating officer at trust pluters wealth management hi welcome to why not mint money a person finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth So let's get started on your money journey. Hello Vishal, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. We appreciate you joining in today. Hi Satya, how are you? I'm good, good. Hope the same from you. Yes, doing well too. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. Uh Vishal, let's start with something very basic. You know, what are portfolio management services PMS? How does it work and how is it compared to mutual funds? So portfolio management services are category of investments uh, defined by sebi wherein you can invest a minimum of 50 lakh rupees with a portfolio manager and uh, the portfolio manager can customize the portfolio for you as opposed to a mutual fund wherein mutual funds are a pooled vehicle so everyone who invests into a particular mutual fund scheme you know a common portfolio is created units are allotted by the mutual fund scheme and a nav is declared in case of a pms The fund that manager the net asset value, right? Net asset value, correct. You know, so the performance of every investor in the mutual fund scheme is the same because it's a common portfolio. In case of a PMS, the fund manager would have a separate DMAT account for each and every individual. It's actually as good as an individual investing in their own individual capacity into um, a portfolio of shares. It's just that you've appointed a professional fund manager. to you know take the decisions of which share to buy or sell and when to buy or sell but from a you know from a legal point of view even from a taxation point of view a pms is construed to be investments done in your own individual dmat account we can of course elaborate on that uh, later but in in an essence that's basically the difference between a pms and a mutual fund given the fact that you have separate uh, or individual dmat accounts in a pms the fund manager can actually customize portfolios you know as per client you know restrictions or guidances if they are provided you know at the time of account opening 
so different clients can have different portfolios as against a mutual fund which is a common portfolio understand so mutual funds uh, you know for, for to to invest in mutual funds one doesn't need a demat account but to invest in pms uh, they they you know there'll be a demat account that be opened in the name of investor so we can say that pms yeah. is a you know premium version of mutual funds investing exactly yes because in pms you also get that customization correct and that's why the higher ticket size from the regulator also a minimum of 50 lakh rupees because the regulator wouldn't want you know to have a low threshold when you know a customized portfolio can be created the idea is you allow sophisticated investors to invest into a pms and the investors understand that due to customization as well as certain other relaxation in the guidelines for pmss as compared to mutual funds there could be additional risk factors to generate higher returns so concentration risk etc could be higher in a pms as compared to a mutual fund so uh, the regulator would want investors who are more sophisticated to have access to a pms as compared to a layman who may not understand these nuances understand understand so um you know talking about concentrated portfolios and all in mutual funds we have a, a lot of categories and focused funds mm-hmm. is one such category so these yeah. focused funds in india are believed to be retail investors pms now why specifically focused funds in the mutual fund space are compared to pms is it because of the concentration of the portfolio that you just mentioned that's one of the main reasons so um, you know if we were to go by the definition of a focused fund uh, a focused fund is a mutual fund which cannot hold more than 30 stocks in the portfolio right so the maximum number of stocks is 30 um, a focused fund can invest across market capitalizations so it can invest in a combination of large caps mid caps and small caps uh, the proportion can be decided by the fund manager um, a pms typically holds 15 to 25 stocks in the portfolio that's that's the range for most pms strategies in the country um so to that extent you could say a focus fund is similar to a pms in terms of number of stocks in the portfolio typically um you know flexi cap mutual funds tend to hold you know uh, close to 50 stocks in their portfolio so if you just look at purely from a number of stocks in the portfolio and the amount of allocation to an individual stock a focus fund is closer to a pms since it's restricted to 30 stocks a flexi cap fund or what was earlier called a diversified mutual fund would typically have you know 50 or 50 plus stocks in their portfolio as that uh because you said that you know focused funds or the pmss hold a fewer number of stocks when compared to flexi cap uh, category which is a diversified portfolio uh now since the performance of the portfolio or the fund has to come from only these fewer number of stocks right mm-hmm. so because of that is is the risk higher for the focused funds or the pmss when compared to a diversified portfolio because in personal finance they say that you know one of the most important things is uh, diversification so now you know concentration concentrated portfolios like focused funds work against the diversification so how is the risk see i would you know partly agree and partly disagree with that statement because uh, you know if you ask a fund manager you know somebody would say that you you can create a reasonably diversified portfolio with even 20 to 25 stocks you need not have 50 or 100 stocks to achieve diversification in fact there is also a school of thought which says that 
the moment you have more than 40 50 stocks you're possibly over diversifying or the benefits of diversification actually reduce drastically if you go beyond a certain number of stocks in the portfolio so um you know beyond a certain number of stocks you are you know adding different companies into the portfolio and you're hoping that you know some obviously that these companies would do well and contribute to the returns but do these additional investments contribute to diversification not necessarily beyond a certain point right so mm-hmm. yes if you see a lower number of stocks there is a higher concentration in each of the stocks because you will allocate a higher percentage of portfolio to you know these stocks as compared to having a larger uh, number of stocks in the portfolio um so concentration risk goes up for sure um diversification benefits i think even in a focus fund you could get reasonable diversification in a portfolio of about 25 to 30 stocks okay so it depends on fund to fund so it depends on how the fund manager exactly. is also picking the stocks right okay so yes. maybe if the fund manager picks uh, you know these 20 or 25 stocks from different sectors or the different styles uh you know then it could be also diversified it's not necessarily exactly. very concentrated yes. okay and as long as he diversifies across sectors across market caps you will have a reasonably diversified portfolio even in a focus fund okay okay now we understood what pms is what focused funds are and what are the risks that come with that uh tell us what are the advantages and disadvantages of investing in focused funds compared to pms shall compared to a pms i think one advantage is the taxation which we did you know kind of say earlier that we will elaborate on uh, subsequently so uh, like i mentioned in a pms you are investing in your through your own demat account right uh, and from a taxation point of view in a pms every time the fund manager you know sells any stock there is a capital gains implication on the investor so you know every time a fund manager sells a stock you will either have to you will incur a long term or a short term capital gain or loss and you will have to take that into account while filing your advance taxes or your annual taxes as opposed to a pms in a mutual fund whether it's a focus fund or any other mutual fund the investor pays a tax only when they redeem from the mutual fund so a mutual fund can actually rebalance the portfolio n number of times uh purchase stocks sell stocks but there is no capital gains impact on an investor at that stage the investor will uh, be liable for capital gains tax only when they redeem from the mutual fund so that is one you know very big advantage of investing in a focus fund as compared to a pms just to yes. go in detail uh with that point um you know when you say that the uh, pms fund managers sell any stock it means that uh, say suppose the pms manager you know um, has given me a certain portfolio and they do buy and sell transactions as per uh, what the company profile is and what the economic conditions are so whenever they sell a particular stock you know it will directly impact me because i have to pay capital gains transaction because that stock is in my name in my demat account exactly but exactly. in mutual funds that's not the case because it's a pooled vehicle i you know it it yes. only when i actually sell the mutual fund you know redeem the mutual fund units only then i'll be applicable to pay capital gains tax exactly yes. sure you were saying something else yeah yeah the other point i was saying was in terms of the fees now you know sebi has much tighter restrictions on the total expense ratio of mutual funds as compared to pms strategies um you know so to that extent they have theory defined that 
as the AUM of a mutual fund increases, the total expense ratio needs to come down and there are bands defined by the regulator for a certain size of AUM. What is the maximum expense that you can charge to the scheme? Um, in case of PMS, while there are restrictions on the overall management fee that can be charged, um, the limits are higher in case of a PMS as compared to a mutual fund. So what happens is that the expense that you end up paying in case of a mutual fund will typically be lower than the expense that a PMS would charge you. Um, again, one could argue that in a PMS, since the fund manager is creating a customized portfolio and is, you know, it is a more sophisticated strategy than a mutual fund, uh, there is a reason to charge a higher fee as compared to a, a mutual fund. But this again becomes, you know, a differentiator between a focused fund and, you know, a PMS strategy. So uh, taxation is one factor, fees is another factor. The third difference is that in case of focused funds, you know, being a, a type of mutual fund, there are certain restrictions that the regulator has on mutual funds. For example, uh, investment in any single stock cannot exceed 10% of the portfolio. Now, this kind of restriction is not there in the case of a PMS strategy. So a PMS can actually take a much higher concentration to an individual stock and if the fund manager in a PMS has high conviction on a company, they could actually take a much larger active bet or a much higher weight in that company to generate the additional returns. In case of a mutual fund, even if the level of conviction is high on a particular stock, you cannot exceed a 10% weightage to that stock in the overall portfolio as per the regulation. So, you know, from those points of view, also PMSs have a lot, lot more flexibility in terms of designing their portfolios as compared to a mutual fund. I understand. I have two follow-up questions here, uh, Vishal. Maybe let's start with the, the fees. Uh, you said that the fees is one of the most important factors uh, as well. What is the ideal or what is the kind of range of fees that mutual funds and uh, PMSs charge approximately? So in case of mutual funds, Satya, you um, have only you know, a fee which is charged and adjusted within the NAV, which is uh, incorporated in the TR or the total expense ratio of the scheme. Typically, those could range from, you know, anywhere from 1% to 2%, at times even 2.25%. And I'm talking of regular plans of mutual funds. In case of direct plans, the fee is uh, lower than that for the regular plans. So in case of a direct plan, it could be as low as 0 0.25, 0.3 on the lower side, going up to probably a percent or you know, per percent approximately. Um, in case of a PMS, now, if you go to see, PMSs have typically two or three fee structures. They can have a fixed fee only, which typically ranges from two to two and a half percent for most PMSs. You could have variable fee structure only, which is a performance linked fee, wherein the fixed fee is zero. And the PMS would charge a certain percentage of the profits that they generate for the investor. So if the PMS generates a you know, profit for the investor, they could charge anywhere between 15 to 20% of the overall profits as their fees. And the third model, which is actually quite popular, is the hybrid model. So in a hybrid model, it's a combination of a fixed fee and a variable fee. Obviously, in this case, the fixed fee would be lower than the 2 to 2.5%. It's generally in the range of 1.25 to 1.5% plus a variable fee. Wherein, if they gen, if the PMS generates a return above a certain threshold, which is called the hurdle rate, 
the PMS fund manager would also be entitled to earn a certain performance fee. Understand. And and these percentages are calculated based on the market value of my investment, right? Yes. Yes. Understand. Understand. So, so a, next- a mutual fund would charge the uh, sorry, a mutual fund would charge the uh, expense on the NAV, which is a function of the daily value of the portfolio. Uh, a PMS would also compute, you know, would would track the daily NAV of an investor's portfolio and charge the fee basis that. So it is on market value. Sure. Uh, so the next question that I wanted to ask is, uh, you mentioned that the uh, you know focused ha- focused funds have higher restrictions, investment restrictions when compared to PMSs. Uh, you said that because it comes under this uh, SEBI mutual fund regulations and they have uh, sec- you know stock uh, investment limits and all, but PMSs do not have. Uh, there's an interesting observation we had at Mint um, uh, Vishal. So we calculated the, the the return on investments from both focused funds and uh, PMSs. For PMSs, we have selected the multi-cap PMSs. Our observation is that PMS funds on an average, category average, have only marginally outperformed the focused funds. Of course, this is just an average number and there could be extremes on either side. Mm-hmm. When should one decide to invest in PMS and not focused funds and, you know, uh, how to take the decision on whether to go to PMS or uh, or to invest in uh, focused funds? So, one can look at, you know, as we said in a PMS, the minimum investment amount is 50 lakh rupees. Now, one also needs to keep in mind what is their overall portfolio size, what is the overall investment portfolio size and uh, keep in mind that whatever strategy you invest into, you have to see what is the proportion you're investing into a single strategy as a percentage of your overall investment portfolio size. So let's give an example. If an investor has a portfolio of 5 crores and they need to invest 50 lakhs into a PMS, which is the minimum, you are investing 10% of your overall investment portfolio into a single strategy. Now, as per your risk appetite, you need to you know, decide as to whether 10% into a single strategy is a high risk for you or is a moderate or a low risk for you. Typically, as investment advisors, we would not recommend having, you know, more than 10 to 15% to any single strategy, whether it is a mutual fund scheme or a PMS or an AIF, because concentration risk increases, uh, you know, substantially and one or two such schemes underperforming uh, will actually drag down the overall portfolio return. So from that point of view, you do generally suggest, you know, a, a diversification across different strategies so that you also get the benefit of style diversification, as we mentioned earlier, and your concentration risk taken care of. So one main criteria that you can look at is what is the overall portfolio investment size. If an allocation to a PMS is, you know, 5 to 10% of the portfolio, it might be justified if it's exceeding that you may want to think twice of whether PMS as a vehicle is, the, is suitable for you or not. This is a very good point, Vishal, because uh, say suppose if I have one crore as my investment amount and uh, right. since PMS is, uh, you know, invest, uh, minimum investment is 50 lakhs, if I invest 50 lakhs from my whole one crore in one particular PMS, then the concentration is too high. And if the PMS doesn't perform... It's 50% of your portfolio. Portfolio. It's 50% it of your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. That's why it is very important. Just because, you know, I touched the 50 lakhs, uh, you know, mark, I shouldn't rush and invest in a PMS. I should make sure that, you know, my uh, overall portfolio, you know, allocation is also taken care of. That's correct. Also, you need to understand that every, um, 
you know when you're building a portfolio you're trying to you know like i said diversify across investment styles across market capitalizations right um so having an excessive allocation to one strategy or to one fund manager gets extremely risky because every fund manager could go through their own ups and downs and every and it is not necessary that every investment strategy will uh, you know perform well in every market cycle so you we've seen phases where growth oriented strategies tend to do well there are phases when value oriented strategies tend to do well there are phases where high quality portfolios tend to do well right so if you have 50% of your portfolio in a single strategy and that particular style underperforms in a particular market cycle then your overall portfolio return will get severely impacted but in case of a focus fund again being uh, you know uh, subject to the mutual fund regulations the minimum ticket size is much lower it's 5000 rupees so i could actually invest say 5 lakhs or 10 lakhs into a focus fund get the advantages of a pms or similar to a pms in terms of you know a a portfolio with a restricted number of stocks higher allocation to each of these stocks so high conviction bets from you know fund managers point of view and still have a lower ticket size than a pms um, in a 1 crore portfolio probably 5 to 10 lakhs in a focus fund is a 5 to 10% allocation as opposed to the 50% in a pms so uh, that extent a focus fund would fit in you know uh, nicely into a portfolio of that size uh you know so that is one area where you know to also answer this question of yours how do you choose between a pms and a focus fund as to where which one fits in um it also depends on what style you're trying to play through a pms and what you're trying to play through a focus fund uh we've also observed that you know the uh, range of returns by pmss have been very divergent for example the 3 year return of a best performing pms is 33% while the worst is 1% you know um while the average is again at 15% this makes you know uh, you know this is something that emphasizes that selection of a pms manager is very very critical right see it all when it comes to pms satya it also depends on access to the fund management team right so if you are a large enough investor and you have direct access to the fund management team you could you know have a certain set of questions which you could get answered from the fund management team but if you are say an hni i am not really saying retail because of the minimum ticket size of 50 lakhs in a pms so i'm kind of using the word of you know an hni over there um, even then you may not have direct access to the fund manager right to get responses to all your queries and that's where say an intermediary like our organization would come into the picture where we would you know obviously be interacting with multiple product manufacturers and you know doing our due diligence asking the questions and only if you're convinced about a certain manufacturer or a manager would you recommend that strategy to your clients now what are the kind of things that we look at when we are looking at a manufacturer firstly the track record of the fund manager and the the pms house itself the vintage as well as the track record um, there are several new pms houses which have come up in the recent past um, in that case while the uh you know the scheme may not have a long enough track record but what becomes important is the track record of the individual who's now managing this pms if the if the fund manager has been managing a similar strategy in their earlier organization you could use that as a proxy for how they would manage this strategy right uh, because it is in, in that thing again what's important is that the strategy needs to be similar i cannot have someone who was earlier managing a large cap strategy 
you know at the erstwhile organization you know managing a new pms which is mid and small cap oriented that's a complete you know divergence in terms of you know strategy or what his prior prior track record would be so it's important to see that it is a like to like and then you could you know obviously use you know that track record as well apart from you know vintage and track record of the firm certain other factors that i mentioned earlier in terms of what is the investment philosophy of the fund what is the strategy what is the decision making process how do they filter on to their you know final investment universe are important criteria that you keep in mind a very important point as i mentioned earlier is the churn ratio of a pms because every time the fund manager sells you have a tax incidence on the investor so especially in a pms churn ratio becomes important you know so are they uh, churning the portfolio too often if yes then you know you're better off actually looking at the post tax returns that the pms is generating rather than just the pre tax so um, you are actually talking of post expense post tax rather than just post expense in such cases right these are the factors you would keep in mind what is also important when you look at a pms is how is the entire team incentivized i think that's a very important aspect to look at especially when you have you know pmss which are being set up by individuals and they are running that uh, strategy so you know is there a key man risk is your investment team your investment analysts incentivized sufficiently to contribute towards the performance of the pms right if they how are you, how do you analyze that whether the team is incentivized or not what is the pay structure of the team is it fixed only is it fixed plus variable if variable is a component of the fee structure or of the pay structure of a, of the team and variable is linked to the performance of the pms then you know there is an incentive for everyone to work towards the pms performance being better okay we if, can ask all these questions to the pms manager on how they are actually advising their you because you're not really uh, getting into individual pay scales right you're asking a generic question it's more to understand is it a fixed only is it a fixed plus variable if it's a fixed plus variable what are the factors that the variable depends on okay so i'm keeping it broad based i'm not really going into you know the pay scale of an individual here but what i'm just trying to understand is the philosophy of how the team has been built okay um that is important so what we try and uh, you know assess through something like this is skin in the game that becomes extremely important uh skin skin in the game can also be assessed by how much of the fund managers own funds are invested into the pms strategy right that is again important to know that you know i am managing someone else's money is my money also part of the same strategy if it is it is desirable it gives me a high level of conviction on that fund manager it is not a compulsion it's not necessary that it should be invested but i'm just saying these are certain things which you also tend to gauge um, you know as part of the due diligence understand my last question vishal uh, you know keeping pmss aside uh, since the minimum investment in pms is 50 lakhs and not everybody can afford it uh, we look at how these focused funds categories score over the popular category in mutual funds which is the flexi cap category interesting observation is that the flexi cap funds perform better than the focused funds in various time frames so unlike focused funds uh, flexi cap funds are you know very diversified portfolios as we discussed earlier so the risk is slightly lower since flexi is anyways better on a whole level so is 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 there a reason to invest in focused funds for the higher risk it is taking 
which is kind of diversifying the portfolio flexi cap should definitely be the base of your investments so a larger proportion of your portfolio will go into flexi cap funds and you could have some allocation into focused to where you are conscious of the fact that while you taking you know a higher level of risk in that particular uh, scheme you are also you know willing to take that risk to generate a higher return in fact in the article that you know mint had published and compared the risk uh, the risk of a flexi cap versus a focus fund while uh, it showed that on a 3 year basis the standard deviation of a focus fund is higher but if you see that you know right next to that you have the sharp ratio which is risk adjusted return and there the focus funds tends to do better than the flexi cap funds right so what what you basically trying to say is that uh, you know while you're taking a higher risk than a flexi cap fund the return that you also generating per unit of risk is higher in a focus fund as compared to flexi cap so on a risk adjusted return basis a focus fund is doing better than a flexi cap at least that's what the 3 year data suggests sure sure that's all from our side uh, vishal thank you so much for joining us and thanks for explaining this concept to us thank you satya thanks for having me on the show thank you that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is @satyasontanam s a t y a s o n t a n a m or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com bye bye This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.